Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Revive. It's about that time. Welcome to Revive. It's about that time. All I need is my You know what time it is. Open up your ears. Welcome back to another episode of Revive. It's your girl, POC. Today is March 8th, 2017. Another beautiful day that we have been blessed to see. You know me. I'm always going to thank the man above upstairs for giving me this platform to speak to you guys, to educate you guys, to re-educate you guys. I'm always excited to be on the air. I could actually wait to get back on the air today. And shout out to Taina. I'm a true 90s baby. That song always will resonate in my brain because you will see my name in light. I will be a star. Like, and that, that is one thing about, you know, nineties TV shows or nineties, you know, uh, air, the nineties era that just, that just keeps everybody sane when you bring it back or when you just think about those memories. And I'm a true nineties baby. So I had to play that today, especially, um, because it's international women's day. So I do definitely want to say happy international woman day to everyone out there as well. Who's listening and supporting. Thank you guys always supporting. But today I am getting straight to the point. I'm not playing any games today. Why is too much foolery going on in America right now that needs to be addressed? I mean, we need to address this from Ben Carson to Donald Trump to these HBCU presidents going to meet Donald Trump. It's just so much coonery and foolery going on in America right now. But I am going to highlight one special person who stood out from the rest this week and just dodged all the foolery (laughs) shout out to chance the rapper i want to give a huge shout out to chance the rapper the chicago born rapper announced his initial plan to donate a hundred thousand dollars but you know him he took it to the next level and donated one million dollars you guys one million dollars of his own hard earned money to the chicago public school systems 
Huge shout out to Chance the Rapper. He challenged, he even challenged other companies and other local state reps to do the same. And I think it's time for all these rappers, athletes, actresses, whoever needs to p- literally take a page out of Chance's book or at least support him and go buy the coloring book so he can continue to donate funds such as $1 million to the public school system in a city where he's from, in a city where he grew up, in a city where he became Chance the Rapper, in a school system where he was educated in. He took it back home and did exactly what everyone else out there should be doing. Thank you, Chance. I appreciate you, Chance. I give you thousands of rounds of applause. (laughs) Like, thank you. A huge air hug for me over here poc i want more people to literally react what you just did copy what you just did because that's literally humble that's humbling right there and i want to once again just want to say thank you for being a stand-up guy for being a role model for these black boy joys out here it's important that we continue to have positive role models out here for the youth so once again Thank you, Chance. I appreciate it. And also, Chicago is one of my favorite places to visit. So don't be scared. Don't believe the hype. Go see for yourself what Chicago has to offer because Chicago is a great place to be. Trust me. But now to all that foolery. (laughs) You guys, I don't know if you are keeping up because there's so much going on. So sometimes it gets hard to, you know, stay on top or to keep up with what's going on in the media. But... Uncle Tom, I mean, <laughs> Uncle Ben, I mean, Ben Carson, whatever you want to call him, has done it again. Ah, Ben Carson. I need him and Omarosa to literally take several seats. It, it's <sighs> the Housing and Ur- Urban Development Secretary, Ben Carson, made a comment during his speech to the department employees on Monday. Mind you, this is his very first week. Monday was his very first day. this idiot uh, I hope it's okay to call him an idiot because I'm going to call him an idiot this idiot made a comment that literally blew my mind so what I'm going to do just in case you guys missed it what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a clip back so you guys can understand why I am so frustrated with Ben Carson and what he what just what he's he he has literally no common sense he for him to be as intelligent as he is, he is just as ignorant as everyone he is talking to. <laughs> as everyone, he, he just thinks that we are, we can't read between the lines. He just thinks that, ugh, let me play this clip for you guys, and we're going to get um, right back to the show. I'm going to give my two cents. I'm sorry for being so angry, but it's just like, yo, he is in charge right now. He is the secretary of HUD. That means he's, like, he's running the show Here's a clip from Ben Carson. Go to that museum on Ellis Island and look at the pictures of all those people who are hanging up there from every part of the world, many of them carrying all their earthly belongings in their two hands, not knowing what this country held for them. Look at the determination in their eyes. People who work not five days a week, but six or seven days a week. Not eight hours a day, but 10, 12, 16 hours a day. No such thing as a minimum wage. They work not for themselves, but for their sons 
and their daughters and their grandsons and their granddaughters that they might have an opportunity in this land. That's what America is about. A land of dreams and opportunity. There were other immigrants who came here in the bottom of slave ships, worked even longer, even harder for less. But they too had a dream that one day their sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, great-grandsons, great-granddaughters might pursue prosperity and happiness in this land. And do you know of all the nations in the world, this one, the United States of America, is the only one big enough and great enough to allow all those people to realize their dream. And this is our, our opportunity to enhance that dream. And that was a clip from Ben Carson. Before I get started, True Heart, True Heart is also in the building with me tonight, helping me facilitate the conversation as always. Um, True Heart, before I get started <laughs> on my commentary of Ben Carson, how, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about what you just heard um, from the new Secretary of HUD, Ben Carson? I can't believe he's even the Secretary of HUD. Ben Carson and the black community used to be held to such a high esteem. And to see him say things like this and turn out to be this person is just unbelievable. But back to his comments on how slaves were immigrants and they have the same struggle I just can't get with it, POC. I really just can't see where he's coming from. Immigrants, to my knowledge, come willingly. They come because they want a better opportunity, not only for themselves, but for their family. They they basically, they work hard, they come, and they are productive citizens to the country. Slaves did not have the same pathway. I guess you can say they were taken from their homeland, which they were thriving in. They were enslaved when they got here. They were basically just taken against their will. And so if being taken against your will is synonymous with making a journey for a better opportunity, I don't really understand his logic. And that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because slaves and immigrants don't have the same struggle. Slaves were damn near scared for their lives. They didn't even know if they were going to make it over because people went over there promising this, that, and a third. And they got to America and they had a whole different struggle ahead of them when they were perfectly fine in their homeland. They were thriving in their homeland. But Ben Carson is just on some other stuff. I don't know if... I have no idea what he's been drinking, what he's been doing, but he's not the Ben Carson that we have all grown to admire and respect. He wants some other stuff. Man, this is 
it's honestly it's just shocking and it's scary it, it's really it's just scary for one you have to look at it the senate confirmed ben carson as the new secretary of hud with a vote of 58 to 41 so that means our senators our senators in america the senators that we voted for believe that this man could do the job could be, could honestly believe that this man can run the show over there at HUD. HUD stands for Housing and Urban Development. Nothing about Ben Carson is urban. <laughs> and I'm not saying everyone who takes part or who gets some kind of financial gain from HUD, you know, is urban. But at the same time, just think about it. Nine times out of 10, the people who he's going to be working with or the people who he's going to be advocating for are people who are impoverished, are people who are in that 97 percent, are people who actually need the government assistance and actually need that, uh, you know, that fa- that housing income assistance on a monthly basis based off the compensation they're not receiving from their employers, if that makes sense. He, and then he's going to quote, he's going to say work for less. Are you kidding me? Slaves were never compensated ever. They were compensated with their, with their families being butchered with their, with their wives and daughters being raped by their masters. They were compensated with, you know, picking cotton for free and building the, literally building the American country on their backs and getting no respect for it. I mean, no respect for it. I'm still waiting for the, what What did they promise us, 40 acres and a mule? Uh, hello, reparations? What, what's that? that we <laughs> don't get I, that. And my thing is, HUD wouldn't even been created if we got our 40 acres and a mule hello? because we wouldn't have to look for the government for, you know, financial gain or we wouldn't have to look for the government for housing and development if that makes sense because we would already have it we would already be able to you know build and we would already be able to um fund our housing and we would be already be able to you know grow things so we can exceed as african americans and then another thing that really really blows my mind is african americans technically were not slaves africans were slaves so i'm going to say that one more time African-Americans were not technically slaves. Africans were slaves. If you think about it, people, we were we didn't become African-Americans until we were slaves. <laughs> we were taken from the we were taken from Africa and brought here to America. If I had an option, I'm sure if my great, 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 great parents had an option, they would have never came to America because it wasn't a way for us. It wasn't our culture. We didn't want to be European. We wanted to stay in our ways in Africa. We wanted to build in Africa. Like, come on. I'm going to, so I'm going to calm down. <laughs> I'm going to calm down and I'm going to define immigrants and slaves for you guys just so you can have a better understanding so an immigrant is a person who comes freely keyword freely to live permanently in a foreign country a slave a person who is legal property of another and is forced to obey them that is what we were we were slaves. We are the definite. Well, we were the definition of slaves. And technically, you know, we're, you know um, quote Kanye real quick, new slaves. But anyway, so we were technically 
we are slaves. We were slaves. Our great, great, great parents who he quoted wish they, I mean, the people who had dreams and things like that for us to, you know, be better and do better and, you know, be able to have our own. They were slaves. They were not immigrants. And then one thing he said that also blew my mind, he said immigrants at the bottom of the slave ship. If that quote within itself is not a contradiction, please somebody help me. How are immigrants at a, on the bottom of the slave ship not a slave so who was up top of the slave ship while the slaves was at the bottom of the boat so if slaves were coming freely to a country why are they held captive on the bottom of a boat in shackles and chains where they what did they get a did they get a boarding pass to this boat did they you know did they pay you know did they pay you know docking fees to get on this boat did they even have a passport to go from country to country this this is just me thinking um you know, I, i'm just so frustrated with where we are as a country and trump thinks he's making america great again honestly this this is this is really sickening. On we have to address this. Us as millennials, we have to continue to speak out and address the foolery and the coonery that is going on today. We cannot allow Dr. Ben Carson to come into HUD and take over and think he is going to run a government funded program and he doesn't even know the difference between immigrants and slaves. The fact that he had to make two different correction statements this week alone off the coonery and the foolery that he said is just crazy to me. He went on another radio show after what he said on Monday and tried to clarify it. Um, I didn't really mean to say it that way. People try to misconstrue my words. If they were really there and they understood the people who I was addressing, the people who I was addressing actually stood up and said, I did a great job. It was hundreds of people standing outside to take pictures with me because of the speech that I made. And it also was a lady at the end who stood up and said, hey, I'm not worried about you. I feel as though that you're going to do a great job. But but the people who really matter, sir, the people who really matter are the people who cannot get their foot into that door of that meeting or that conference room that you're talking about. So come and talk to us down here in these urban communities. Come and shake hands with us down here in these urban communities. I'm calling out Ben Carson. It's a problem. This is a huge problem. And I'm going to continue to call out these politicians and these local officials on their cornery. It's a problem. This is a bunch of foolery that's going on, and we cannot allow it. We cannot not allow this to continue to go on. The, this, these policies, these, this administration is really going to affect us as millennials, and we need to understand that, and we need to step up and continue to speak out. Stay woke, people. Stay woke. I just really want to know this political administration is the epitome of you do not need experience to get a position look at the president look at dr ben carson who has a science and medical background so the fact that the senate would even elect him to be over hood is absolutely ridiculous and of course people were applauding him and cheering him afterwards because or after his speech, because he's the token black man. They want him to dance a little bit, jig a little bit, and it's, oh, man, you're great. 
when he said a whole bunch of foolishness, like you said before. So I just think that he doesn't have the best interest for the urban environment. Excuse me. He doesn't have the best interest of the urban environment. He doesn't have people of color at the forefront of his mind and not necessarily that he has to have only people of color he has to have everyone at the forefront of his mind but look who is living in the urban communities just like you said is he going to come and have round tables is he, is he going to have a town hall meeting to actually see what the problems are so he can create solutions because he does have a seat at the table so let just like one of your guests said before let's hold these politicians accountable just like you said let's continue to resist and let our voices be heard because you wanted this position so bad you advocated for this position so bad and you have it and you want to be acting like a god dang fool okay you said what you said and i'm going to hold you accountable because you still have to do the job and we're going to ensure that it's done right and words actually hold weight. You know, he can retract his statement as many times as he wants. Donald Trump can come on and retract his statement as many times as he wants. But we are not going to forget what you actually said. You know, I can come on the radio show and retract my words because sometimes I, I, I do say some foolish stuff. And I want you guys to call me out on it. That's what we're here for. We're here to agree to agree. And we're also here to disagree to agree as well. But this right here is something I just can't get jiggy with. I honestly cannot just get with this Ben Carson being the secretary of HUD. It's, it's just not resonating in my mind, and I'm just extremely upset. And he, it was a long speech. It was about, you know, a 15-minute speech, and it did go off the top of his head. And that even scares me even more because if this speech was a freestyle, that means he actually feels that slaves and immigrants are the same or had the same journey. You know, and then when he said that slaves work for less, we build this American country for free. We build this American country for free. Literally, for free. White House, for free. Everything that we did for those 400 years of slavery was done for free. Even after the um, Emancipation of Proclamation, we still were working for free. Like, understand this. Like, please understand this. And it's just honestly scary. Is I don't know what I mean. I don't know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on because I gotta lay off Ben for a second because he's gonna you know get me riled up again. But now I'm gonna go to this thing called Trump Care. Trump Care was released March seventh. Trump Care came out yesterday, you guys. Um, it pretty much is something that you know. The Republican Party talked about the entire Trump campaign to um, repeal and replace Obamacare, which is actually called the Amer American Affordable Care Act. Um, so it's not, you know, Obamacare or Trump Care is called the American Affordable Care Act. So um, please do your research. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play another clip just to get you guys informed about what's actually inside of this bill that was proposed yesterday. 
um, on March 7th. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do the exact same thing and just give our pieces and our two cents on it as well. We just want to educate you guys here on Revive. We want to, you know, get these get these topics out so we can get our minds and our in our per- different perspectives uh, um, coming across each and every individual mind out there who is listening. Make sure you give us a call at 215-490-9832 if you have any comments or concerns on these topics. This is what we're here for. Or you can tweet me live at Revive underscore POC. Once again, that is Revive underscore POC. We also have a jam-packed show for you guys today as well. The show today is entitled It's a Woman's World. Once again, it's a Women's World. Capital Do. I said Capital Do. Capital W. Capital O. Man's World. It's a Women's World. Once again, today is International Women's Day. So, um, shout out to everyone you know who who took off from work, <laughs> who who stopped everything they were doing just to celebrate the day, and you know who went out protesting and things like that. We're definitely going to get into it with our guests coming on later in the show. But I do want to play this clip, um, from conservatives <laughs> who are explaining to us, you know, what exactly Trump care is and how it is going to be beneficial for us here in, well, I don't think it's going to be beneficial, but you guys may think it's going to be beneficial um, here in America for the next four years until we get someone else who can repeal and replace. Cause I think that's exactly what everyone's going to do every time they get into office. I feel as though it's now is the time where Democrats and Republicans need to just sit down, get along for 10 seconds and figure out something for the health care. Because every four years, every eight years, we cannot sit here and repeal and replace. We can't keep doing that. We can't keep doing that to the American people. I thought, Trump, we were making America great again. So if you're going to make America great again, you need to work with the Democratic Party as well to do so. Because just going based off of Republicans ideologies of things and how it should be working it's not it's not going to work for every american so i want you guys to um listen into this clip make sure you take notes make sure you pass it on make sure you spread the word that we are live right now on timeforawakening.com forward slash revive once again that is timeforawakening.com forward slash revive or you can go directly to tune in you can download the app or you can go to the website tunein.com and search Time for an Awakening. Once again, that is Time for an Awakening. And you hear your girl POC live with these airwaves trying to just educate and re-educate everyone out there. And, you know, just get some stuff off that we as millennials need to hear and just need to have a better understanding. Um, so I'm going to play this clip. I'll be right back. Hey, Don, the Trump plan keeps several of the most popular parts of Obamacare. You can still keep your kids under your coverage until the age of 26. You can't be denied insurance because of pre-existing conditions. And there are no annual or lifetime limits on insurance benefits. But it also drops some key components of Obamacare. The individual mandate, which says everyone has to be insured or pay a penalty, would be gone. So would the employer mandate which forced businesses with 50 or more employees to provide health insurance, and government subsidies to help cover the out-of-pocket expenses for people would be replaced by refundable tax credits for those folks. And there is this huge change. Medicaid, which covers care for poor and low-income people, has always been funded in a fungible way, meaning if the costs go up, the number of people change in a state, the federal money to help changes too. Not anymore. Under the Trump plan, each state would receive a set amount of money each year, and there would be planned caps for federal funding for all of this 
over time. So they have to work it out as best they can. As much as anything else, this provision is where critics think a lot of people could fall through the cracks and wind up uninsured again. So what's going to keep people in the system? If you let your insurance policy lapse under the Trump plan, the new plan would allow insurers to sock you with a 30% surcharge. And one last thing, in a nod to social conservatives who oppose abortion rights, the Trump plan includes a provision to cut all federal funding to planned So that was a clip pretty much explaining what was repealed and what was replaced in um, the Trump Care or the American Affordable Care Act as well. Um, so it's scary. Honestly, it is really scary. The only thing I am excited about is that I get to stay on my mom's insurance until I'm 26. Because if literally if they would have changed that, I don't know what I would have done because I can't afford it. Based, you know, the little compensation that we as millennials are getting once we come out of college or we come out of high school, we're not we're not being compensated 45, 35. I mean, we're not being compensated 45, 55 grand right off the back. It's impossible for us, for you guys to think that we can take on a whole economic system where we need to support ourselves. You know what I mean? Um live on our own and then pay our own health care at the same time you know and there are many americans out there who who can't afford a health care and that's why they honestly don't have it or they don't think it's a big deal not to have it because health care is really unaffordable health care is not something that you know you just say hey i need i need to wake up and, and i'm gonna pay my health care bill today no people don't do that and that's why in other countries health care is free so why in the land of free, because we live in the land of free, liberty, and all the other blah, 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 jazz, why isn't health care free in America? If anybody can answer that question for me, please give me a call, 215-490-9832, because I need to understand that. I have yet to get that question of mine answered. I still, the only person who has talked some depth into me, we didn't, you know, have a conversation. I wish one day we will have a conversation, but Bernie Sanders, and that's why I was feeling the burn so much. Bernie Sanders said so much in his campaign when he was running for, you know, the presidency, um, when it, he talked to me as a millennial, he said, literally, affordable health care. It may not be free, but I'm going to fight for you guys to have free health care. He said, I'm going to fight for you guys to have free or affordable child care. He said, I'm going to fight for you guys to have free or at least affordable way to attend higher education. What is Betsy DeVoe saying? She's going to defund public schools. So we have to really pay attention what's going on out here in this Trump's cabinet. It is something that is extremely important that we literally jump off these devices, jump off social media, and get in tune to what is actually going on out here. True Heart is going to read back some main points um, for you guys today, just in case you missed it. She's going to reiterate some main points that was said in that clip um, just to give us another um, way to get to just start thinking, literally to start thinking about what's going on with our health care. A few things that stood out were that Trump care will repeal the individual mandate. The tax penalty for not having health insurance coverage. Another thing was that Trump Care will provide coverage for those with pre-existing conditions. 
It also allows children to stay on parents' plan until they are 26, which you just reiterated, POC. Medicaid expansion is not impacted until 2020. It also replaces subsidies with refundable tax credits. It removes the 3.8% tax on individuals earning more than 250 a year and lastly it places more focus on encouraging people to open health savings accounts this is just a few bullet points for what we're in for and i think that trump care is going to be a whirlwind and the thing that stood out to me the most was that if you let if you let your obamacare lapse you're going to have a 30 percent surcharge that's crazy as if insurance isn't expensive already as if they don't take enough money out of your check or you don't have to pay a penalty for not having it so i think that we are in for just like i said before we are in for a whirlwind and just like you say on every show we just have to pay attention and stay informed because if we don't Things are going to be happen, happening behind closed doors, and next thing you know, it's just going to be it's just going to be something that we have to get in line with. So we just have to stay informed. And also, something that really stood out to me as well was the Medicaid situation. Mm-hmm. So with the Medicaid situation, is now it's it's cut all the way around on you know a federal level so now it's on a state level and the federal level will fund the state level once a year so that means the state has the ability to give out (laughs) the state has the ability to run how healthcare is going to go for each individual state and that means they're only going to get a check once a year so we honestly just have to ask ourselves who is the priority who is the state going to give that check to is it going to be the senior citizens who are actually on medicaid and need medicaid is it going to be the veterans who need help and assistance once they come home is it going to be the poor the 97 percent is it going to be the middle class or are they going to keep giving it to the people who make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year that is my question because i want to understand that that is something that I that is one of the bullet points in this Trump care bill that was sent out yesterday that is really racking my brain. Who is going to be the priority for these states? Who is going to where this how are the states going to distribute this one check that they're getting every year, once a year from the federal government? How is that going to be done, especially in these red states in states like Indiana, where our, our vice president? Mike Pence just came from who is going to run like how is this going to get done it's this is something that is extremely scary and for us as millennials this is a time where for the next four years you have to think about four years because he's going to be our president for four years no matter what it's nothing we can do unless you know um somebody comes in and says um what do you call it one somebody comes in and says you know we want to yeah, veto Trump or something like that. You know what I mean? Imp- no, I'm. We're, I don't think Trump is going to get impeached. We've been trying since he started, but I'm just saying, um, they're going to come in and they're going to try to veto um this bill. 
but just like when they did, when the Republicans did Obamacare, what happened? The government shut down. And who did that impact? Us, the American people. So we really just have to do our research. But like I was saying, us millennials, we have to think four years. In four years, most of us will be, you know, on the brink of pushing 30 or actually in our 30s. And this is the time where we want to start businesses. We want to start a family. We're looking to get that white picket fence and that, you know, that fluffy dog (laughs) to start this family with. And how will we be able to do that without affordable health care how can how can we start a family because that's one thing that's going to resonate in my mind i'm not going to sit here and have this big family i can't afford to have a family so once again that hurts the american people that hurts this quote-unquote american dream so i'm really really encouraging us as millennials to do your research do your research it's imperative that we jump off of these social media sites, jump off of these devices and go read a book. Literally, go read a book, not an ebook, a book and be aware of what's going on. Make sure you are aware of what's going on. But we are com- we're going to go on a commercial break. I just really wanted to get those two points out. We are going to go on a commercial break today. And just like I said before, today's show is entitled, It's a Woman's World. We will highlight several women accomplishing their goals, breaking down barriers, and kicking down doors that seem to be impossible. We're going to focus on current events that focus on phenomenal women and the importance of representation and also the influence media has on women. I'm going to ask all of you guys to stay around and listen and also support continue to support 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 it's imperative that we support it is going to be an amazing conversation we're going to have today with our guests also you guys can come into the conversation if you have any questions or concerns you can give us a call at 215-490-9832 today's show on revive also will be an open forum so it'll just be pretty much one big conversation um just highlighting different things that women have accomplished and different barriers that we have broken down. Stay tuned to revive. Um, Today's guests, I really think they will help me to facilitate this conversation because of the knowledge that they're going to bring and also the work that they're doing in their communities and also the work that they have done in their communities. So once again, I encourage you guys to stay around to this revive platform. We'll be right back after this commercial break. And like I said, tweet me, engage, engage, engage. We'll we will tweet you right back. <laughs> we will tweet you right back. We are live tweeting every show. Every show we are live tweeting because we want you guys to engage and support always. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back after this commercial break. So, hey, Queen La, would you please be our president? Black woman, hey, 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 hey. You and I, 
everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule. I don't be getting mad, we playing in school. But don't you be calling me out my name. I bring wreck to those who disrespect me as a day. That's why I'm talking. One day I was walking down the block, had my cut off shorts on right. It was crazy hot. I walked past these dudes when they passed me. One of them felt my booty heat. I turned around, red, somebody was catching a rap. Then little was said, yeah, me bitch and laugh. Since he was with his boys, he tried to break fly. sure all daddy's hard work means something. Tiana, your daddy may not have gotten the place he always wanted, but he had something better. He had love. And that's all I want for you, sweetheart, to meet your prince charming and dance off into your happily ever after. Mama, I don't have time for dancing. That's just gonna have to wait a while. How long are we talking about here? Ain't got time for messing around And it's not my style I want some grandkids This old town can slow you down People taking the easy way But I know exactly where I'm going I'm getting closer and closer
show once again is entitled it's a woman's world today was also international women's day so once again i just want to highlight that and shout out um everyone who celebrating and supporting international women's day um tonight today's guest once again i feel as though would definitely bring some deep knowledge to the conversation today will be an open forum as well for us to get our different perspectives and ideas and concerns and comments off as well true heart will introduce the guest for us tonight so true heart who do we have coming on today we have some dynamic women coming on to revive tonight our first guest we have is asia waters she is the creator of queen c queens llc it is a women's empowerment organization that educates celebrates and inspires women to not only recognize the queen within themselves and other women 
She's passionate about education, entrepreneurship, and goal setting. Asia is also a self-development and business coach, author, and empowerment speaker. Asia, welcome to Revive. How are you this evening? Hello, hello, hello. Asia? Can y'all hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. How are you? Great. I'm getting feedback. Okay. Give me one more. Is it, is it static or can you, are you on a um, mobile phone? What do you actually? It's like an echo. Okay, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the next guest. Um, while we introduce the next guest, we're going to work on your line at the same time, okay? No problem. All right, thank you for that information. And our next guest that we have is India Marie Cross. She is a native of PG County, Maryland, although she spent most of her childhood in Philadelphia. She's a Cheney University alum and has a degree in theater. She's held titles such as Miss Cheney University and Student Government President. India is also a specialist in the United States Army Reserve. She is, aspires to create films that articulate the stories of African American women that are oftentimes untold. India is currently writing and editing her first feature film entitled January. The movie delves into the many different aspects of womanhood. India, welcome to Revive. Can you hear me? Yes, 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 ma'am. I can hear you. Awesome. Welcome to Revive. So let me introduce Thank our you. other guest, and then we'll get the conversation rolling. Our third guest that we have is Hope Foy. She is a Southwest Philadelphia native, a graduate of Millersville University, and holds a degree in government and political affairs with a minor in African-American studies. After graduating from Millersville, she returned to Philadelphia to give back. She currently serves as the legislative assistant to Senator Joanne McClinton, who serves the 191st District. McClinton's office strives to work and serve and provide their constituents with excellent services. This is only the beginning for Hope's career in the political world. Hope, how are you tonight? Welcome to Revive. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No problem. I'm excited for the conversation. So now that we have all the guests on the line, POC will delve right into the conversation for our listening audience. Hey, Hope, um, we did introduce you, but I want you to introduce yourself as well. Tell people a little bit about yourself before we get the conversation started. Sure. So I am a native of Southwest Philadelphia, um, born and raised, um, went to high school in Southwest Philadelphia. Now I'm graduated from Millersville University, graduated from Millersville University. And now, um, like she said, I am now giving back to my community and I work under um, the leadership of an elected official, state representative in the 191st Legislative District, um, Joanna McClinton. Um, In doing that, um, I started off working um, for her back in 2015, as soon as I graduated, um, and now I am full-time with her, and I serve as her executive assistant, mainly doing the communication um, between herself, um, community resources, um, other elected officials, and, um, you know, doing events for her overall. So I'm just happy to um, 
that I was extended to this invitation. So thank you so much. I thank you for coming on the show and also supporting. I know that you will bring some deep knowledge to this conversation we're about to have. But I'm going to allow the other guests to introduce themselves as well. So give us one minute. Okay, Hope? Sure. Thank you. Hey, India, how are you doing out there tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the listening audience. Well, as already stated, I'm a, I'm a native of PG County. Uh, 2015, I graduated from the first and the finest HBCU chain university where I studied theater. I'm an aspiring actress, currently principal actress of Camden Repertory Theater. And my overall goal into life is to use media, whether it be writing a book or creating a film or even a stage play that articulates the voices that are often silent, represented in the Black uh, African-American community, especially the women. So that's just a little bit about me. I enjoy playing basketball, swimming, playing tennis, very athletic. <laughs> and, you know, uh, probably just being around my family is probably one of the things that makes me happy. So that's just a little bit about me. And like uh, Hope said, I'm really thankful to be a part of this conversation. Thank you. I know you're going to bring deep knowledge to the conversation as well. I'm going to introduce the last guest before we get the conversation started. One second. Hey, Asia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Are you still getting the little feedback that you were getting at one point? Nope, everything's perfect. Perfect. So now I want you to introduce yourself. I'm definitely giving a shout-out because I'm really excited to have you on tonight. So I definitely give yourself a shout-out and introduce yourself to the listening audience. Awesome. So, hey, everybody. My name is Asia Waters. Um, I am also a Southwest Philadelphia native. Um, I am a women empowerment speaker. I also have a women empowerment organization called Queen C Queens LLC, and that is a women empowerment organization that celebrates, educates, and inspires women to not only recognize the queen within themselves, but queens within other women. I also uh, published a book in May of 2016 called So Why Not Me, and it is a self-help book to promote self-love and goal-setting. Um, I'm excited to be a part of the call, and I cannot wait to discuss um, the whole aura of women history and women empowerment. So thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate all three of you coming onto the show. I believe that all three of you guys' different opinions and ideas, also comments and concerns, are going to definitely impact the listening audience today because you guys are talking to millennials you know such as yourselves and that's what I want to do here in Revive I want to educate us millennials so we can jump out there you know and kick down these doors that sometimes seem to be impossible for us millennials but I am going to start the, the conversation now and I'm going to pose the very first question to India so India today is International Women's Day when you hear International Women's Day what's the first thing that comes to your mind well, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear National uh, Women's Day, I probably would go somewhere to just celebrating all different types of women. I think there are a lot of instances on the African-American women or the Native American women or the Caucasian uh, woman. And I think that in those different aspects, you find similarities in all. So I think today is just a specific day where we celebrate those uh, those similarities, and you just celebrate every single type of woman, whether it's long hair or short hair, whether it's short or tall, uh, slim or thick, whatever you want to call yourself, I think you're being celebrated today as long as you're a woman. So that's what I think of, just the similarities amongst us all, how similar we really are. 
Awesome. I like that answer. When I think of International Women's Day, the first thing that comes to my mind is who started this? When did it start? You know what I mean? How did it become a, a national holiday? Um, that's just really one thing when I woke up this morning, you know, and it was brought to my attention that it's International Women's Day. I was just like, where did this come from? Because um, I'm now 24 years old, and this is really just something that just popped up, like a tic-tac, honestly, because um, I never heard of it in my 24 years of life until, you know, recently, until, like, you know, the women's movement really got started. But how did it become, like, a national day? Um, so that's something that really just popped in my mind. Um, Asia, what was the first thing that popped in your mind when you heard International Women's Day? Um, to piggyback off of the last speaker, definitely diversity. Um, when I think of international, of course, I think of, you know, women all over the entire world. And um, I think of unification as well. Um, us being able to, as women, come together, you know, despite our race or religious background or education, that we are women. And that that right there is enough to um, be inclusive and to also, um, you know, support and celebrate one another. I agree with that, too. I definitely agree with that. I do think that we as women should definitely become unified. I feel like um, we but I think we also need to have the same objective, if that makes sense. Hope, what about you? What's what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you heard that today was International Women's Day? So I'm going to be honest. I heard that it was International um, Women's Day about yesterday. I can't really remember celebrating it because, you know, March is Women's History Month. Yeah, that's so what I was we thinking do have too. to give recognition <laughs> to the fact that this month is um, our history um, and not just like like the other speakers were saying, not just um, white women's history month, black African-American women's history month or any other um, nationality history month is women as a whole. Um, so, I'm just glad that, you know, oh, when I was scrolling through social media and the time that I did have today, I saw just, you know, powerful, uplift, uplifting messages um, on social media that, you know, said that it's just not about this certain um, specific race or this, um, you know, nationality. It's women as a whole. And I think that that gives us a voice um, to move forward as a whole and unifying ourselves and to have an effective change um, with, like she said, with inclusion um, and to just be included in, you know, society. Um, so I'm just glad that, you know, you know, um, people, and I, it's actually crazy today we had an, uh, um, an event at a senior center and one of the seniors just recognized the fact that it was Women's Day. So I'm like, hey, he knows it's Women's Day. Everybody knows. So um, he just did a little toast to us. So I was just glad at that. So when it comes to this women's movement, do you still feel like the women's movement or women's history month in general still makes an impact, you know, in today's society in 2017? Asia, I'm, I'm going to propose this question to you first. Do you think that um, what's going on right now with the different marches and different movements within, you know, us as female, even when it comes down to the feminist movement, do you think that that still makes a huge impact for us as women at the same time? So, yes and no. Um, I say yes because now we have social media platforms that highlight the women empowerment movement and the feminist movement and the unification of women. So um, I say yes on that note. Definitely, you know, having different social media platforms 
to highlight and bring awareness to women to say, you know what, we can get along and we, you know, do stand together as women. Um, And then I say no as well because, you know, we also live in a world where everything is a trend. And so, you know, especially amongst millennials, you know, if majority of people are celebrating something or, or not even celebrating, but, you know, are a part of a cause, it's like, is it a part of a cause or are you doing it for the applause of things? Like, is this really what you stand for? Even if you are a woman, is, is unification something that you really stand for as a female? And so sometimes it just has to do with that particular individual. So I say yes and no, if that makes sense um, in regards to that question. I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly. I feel like that's a question that sometimes it is very hard to answer because of what's actually going on out here today. So I do thank you for that answer. So, India, what about you? Do you think that... um, you know, these different movements, these different marches and protests that are going on, you know, in spite of women and, you know, the women's movement, also the feminist movement, do you think they still have some kind of impact in today's society, you know, meaning that it's 2017 now? I definitely think they have an impact. I mean, when you think back to women's lives and why it was initiated, all of the men were at war. So the women had to step up and kind of do the things and play the roles that men once played as they were, they run around to do this. So you had a mass amount of women realizing, Hey, I, 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 yes, I can have kids. Yes, I can cook. Yes, I can clean. And yes, I can sew, but Hey, I can also be a mechanic. Hey, I can also open businesses. Hey, I can also do all of the things that I never knew I was capable of doing. So during that war, when all of the men were away and they made these realizations, it catapulted an idea that women were not um, lesser than, that we were equal to, and in, in some instances, even better. So I think it's relative because you have this massive movement of women and, being, and women being uh, entrepreneurs and pursuing all these different avenues and opening all of these different doors that were once closed and unavailable for us. So I think it's relative, and I think it's important and imperative that it continues to grow. It's not to negate how beautiful uh, having a child is, or or it's not to negate or lessen um, staying at home and raising your kids, but it's to, I guess, to expand the capabilities of what a woman can do. And I think the marches and the realization almost go hand in hand that we're kind of far more capable than we we ever were uh, believed to be. So, I, yes, I do. I do. That, that I guess that answers, if I answer yeah, the question. I say you made a lot of brilliant points right there as well. You broke it down to a science for the people to actually understand. What about you, Hope? What, is, what are your thoughts and opinions on that question? The question, just to bring it back up to you, is do you feel as though that these different movements and marches around, you know, the women's movement, feminist movement, and things like that still make an impact um, in today's society in 2017? Sure. So um, I definitely think that they do make an impact. Um, just for say, let's um, take, for example, just the women's movement that um, just happened in major cities throughout the country um, the day after President Trump was sworn in. <clears throat> I actually had a chance to meet the organizers from Philadelphia, and their impact was you know, just phenomenal when I was able to meet them. Um, they let us know that they didn't even want, um, you know, or they didn't even think that 
a, a march with all of these women. Over, she said over 50,000 women just in Philadelphia alone. This wasn't in D.C. It wasn't in Chicago. That she didn't think that um, you know this impact would happen in Philadelphia. So um, just the fact that women of all different nationalities came together to voice um, their opinion, to voice their concern for the future. Um, for their daughters, for, uh, you know, myself, for um, generations to come, for women to come, um, was just was just wonderful. So I do think um, the way that we um, voice togetherness um, with an effective effective change um, happened um, in the past, and it will continue to happen in the past when we, you know, recognize that we are one and that we um, are able to move together as one. Okay, so by you saying that, Hope, I'm actually going to start you off with the next question. I'm going to propose the next question to you. So you you did bring up, you know, this past Women's March that took place this past January. And when I when I first saw the march and the movement that was going on down in D.C. and all in all other cities, you know, throughout the country, it kind of took me on a toll, honestly, because when I think about it, because all three of you guys said when it comes to this women's movement, we need to have some kind of unification. We have to be unified. You know what I mean? But how can we be unified if we all don't have the same objectives? So, you know, I could be down there fighting because I lost my brother, you know, to white America. Um, a, a, the white woman can be another white woman can be down there fighting because um, she's not being equal in her household, you know? So when it comes to this this women's movement, do you believe that we should all have the same objectives or do you think it's okay for us to go out and fight these movements, you know, with different objectives to get, you know, the same results, if that makes sense? Sure, that's an awesome question and an awesome, you know, opposed to answer. So I think when it comes to women, um, just how we are created, um, we we operate sometimes, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, we operate off and we react off of emotion. So if my friend was feeling some type of way um, because something happened to her, I would be mad for her. I would be sad for her because she's feeling this type of way and it made me feel this type of way. So I don't think that that's um, really a barrier to feeling a type of way on behalf of a sister across the country, on behalf of a sister um, in Texas. So I think that because we have this emotion and we are able to um, sense um, hurt for one another, sense pain for one another, we can, um, you know, move to get together um, and to, you know, change, you know, have effective change um, on behalf of one's race, on behalf of one's um, religious background, and on behalf of, um, of another woman's discrimination, on behalf of change altogether. Like, I think that we can um, definitely relate to one another um, because we we have exp- similar experiences even if it's not um, you know the exact same thing that we face um, we we do have similar experiences and we are able to you know relate to one another so I think that it is possible thank you I thank you for that answer um, India what about you do you think that we can still fight these movements and fight these battle um, as a whole, as a whole female, I mean, as a whole women's unit, I should say. Um, do you think we can still fight these battles if we're there for different reasons, but we're looking for the same results? Um, I, You know, definitely. It's definitely possible, but I'm kind of a stay-in-your-own-lane type of person. Like, I work in the theater, and when you have a lighting director trying to give me notes on how to act, 
it can get kind of <laughs> confusing. So I think that if you're a lighting director, you should probably work on light, and the director should probably give me notes on how to better, uh, excuse me, how to better commit to the the character. Just jump, just lingo from my personal profession. And what I'm really trying to say is, is whatever is uh, passionate to me as a black woman here in America is probably completely different from what's passionate to a white woman here in, in America and different from uh, a, a Hispanic here. So I think as individuals, collective individuals, or represent uh, when when you have those individuals focusing in and honing in on those different passions, that's when I think you get better results. I think it's equally as effective as us all coming together. I think it's kind of the same thing, but I do think that each each group should focus on what they're passionate about. And, you know, in the end, it'll all kind of come together. I agree with you on that a little bit. I definitely agree with you on that a little bit. Um, what about you, Asia? How, how do you how do you feel about it? Do you feel as though that we can fight these same battles, um, even though we have different objectives of fighting, if that makes sense, for fighting? <clears throat> I believe in, and I know if you all probably watched the movie Drumline, but he said, you know, one band, one mind, and I believe that we all should come together with one objective and not several objectives only because you know it should be the objective of equality like everybody should or not they don't have to but I think it would make sense that all women should be fighting for you know equality that should be one or the the main objective when wanting to I guess you know protest or or fight for women's rights or you know um just being a woman overall um I should be able to you know have empathy or sympathy for a white woman who's going through domestic violence over a man or a black woman who gets paid less of a salary um, as opposed to her white male uh, component or in the uh, workplace. It all trickles down, whatever scenario it is, it all trickles down to equality. And I believe that if everybody, you know, is on that same accord, that things can get handled and we can all understand one another because the underlying the underlying theme behind any scenario or instance for women specifically is equality. So that, so I think, you know, conclusion or in summary that that should be the objective and that we all, when going to these protests and going to fight for ourselves as women, that should be the overall goal. Okay. So by you speaking on that, that I'm going to propose the next question to you, Asia. So you spoke of, you know, your, your last comment was equality. So do you feel as though us as a whole, are we all equal to one another? Because in my opinion, I don't feel as an African-American female, I do not feel equal to a Caucasian woman. I don't feel equal to a Spanish woman. I don't even feel equal to an Asian woman, honestly. So when I go to these different protests, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of opposed. I'm kind of that opposing sister standing there with my fist held high. Reason being because I still have to fight every day. You know what I mean? I'm still looked at as that that black woman, you know what I mean? I don't even, I'm nine times out of 10. I'm not even being called an African-American woman. I'm being called that black woman. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, and then me, I have natural hair. I have dreadlocks. So that also puts another stigma on how 
America sees me or how society sees me as a black woman. So when I go to these rallies and things like that, I honestly don't feel equal. One another thing that sets sets me apart from feeling equal to the white woman, honestly, is because, yo, Donald Trump is in office now because of white women. Sixty percent or more of white women voted for Donald Trump. So they felt unequal to the white man. So that's why they went and voted for the white man instead of the white woman, if that makes sense. Because, uh, what, 60 days ago, we could have literally had a white woman in office. We could have had our very first female president, and it came down to the white woman's vote of who got the office, who got the ticket. So that's another reason why I don't feel that, you know, we in 2017 are necessarily equal to our counterparts as, you know, as women. I don't think we are equal in an overall spectrum because even when it comes down to the Asian woman, the Asian woman is set on this pole or this tolling pole because of what they generate for the American a society, the the wealth that they bring into the country. So they're also being put on this, you know, this poll, like uh, we, we, we're going to give them a little bit of reparations. And then, you know, uh, I can't even speak on Spanish right now because, you know, we don't want Donald Trump to build that wall, but <laughs> the Hispanics, I'm sorry to say, but it's just like, yo, I don't, I don't feel that we are all equal, but what about you? I'm gonna let you get your answer out. So, yeah, let me definitely rephrase what I said. Um, Cause I don't want it to come off that w- the way that, Maybe I, I, I explain myself incorrectly. So when I say equality, that we all should come together on an equal note, meaning that as women or women of color or, you know, whether you're Caucasian, Black, Hispanic, we all within our own races deal with stigmas and stereotypes. But in order for us to be on one accord, as a white woman, she should be able to you know, understand and realize and, 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 and say, you know what, she's being untreated. She's being um, treated unfairly as a black woman. So I'm going to stand up for her because that's, that's unfair. Or, you know, um, an Asian woman gets paid less than a, a, a white woman, whatever the case may be. When I say equality, meaning equality, you know, throughout the entire spectrum, whether it be race, whether it be, um, abuse whether it be um discrimination because it's, it's definitely levels isn't you know definitely race is one of the biggest issues um that we still face amongst just women in general because like i said it's levels but there's other things too that everything should be addressed and everybody should be on one accord that this is not right the way a black woman is is treated and the isolation that we feel in society and then also we shouldn't you know, not include or or, or um, not give the same, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say, the same empathy for a woman that's uh, being abused by a man and she's white. At the end of the day, all of it is wrong. That's true. And it's still against women at the end of the day. So that, so, you know, in, in conclusion, what I'm, what I want to say, what I'm trying to say is that we all go through things, whether we're white, black, you know, I don't, yes, it may be, it may be on a more higher level when it comes to different races, but at the end of the day, wrong is wrong, and we as women should stand up for one another, no matter what the circumstances, if that makes sense. It does, but answer the question, do you feel as though that we as a whole are equal? We as a whole of women Absolutely are not, equal? absolutely not. Awesome. 
So you feel that we're not equal because of what, though? Like, what is one main reason why you feel as though that we are not equal? <laughs> Definitely the, the most obvious, of course, is race. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. What about you, Hope? Do you feel as though we as women as a whole are are being treated equal in today's society? No. So I don't I definitely don't think that we um are being treated equally, but I definitely believe that we are equal. And once we are able to move past the fact um, you know, how we are um feeling or how we're being treated um, and, uh, you know, present the facts to um, societies, present the, the facts to um, one another um, and our male counterparts, um, then we will be able to move forward together um, and be able to have some, some change, some effective change. So I don't think that we are right now in 2017 um, are treated equally. I don't think that we have as have ever as an African-American race been treated equal equally to our white counterpart female race. Um, black African-American um, females have been treated um, the same as um, white females. So I don't think that at all. Um, but we have made um, significant strides um, in, you know, developing or um, incorporating um, inclusion um, and just moving towards success um, as a black female as a whole. But I don't, I don't think that we are treated equally, but we have to move past the fact how we how we feel and look at the facts. Um, but no, I don't think that we are. Okay. Thank you for that. that No, you definitely answered the question. You did. What about you, India? Do you feel as though that we as a whole are equal? Um, a whole spectrum of women. Do you think that we are all equal? Absolutely. Um, positively not. I don't, I don't even understand. I don't even get why this word equality is being thrown around. Like African-American women, we can't even wear our natural hair in the workplace. Society will never accept us. So to even desire to obtain equality is foolishness, in my opinion. It's a waste of time, and we should probably. India? Taking our stand here in America. It's not about this this illusion of inclusion. It's an illusion. We'll never it. be included. We'll never be respected. We'll never be venerated. Our our desires, our style, our hair, our skin, it will never be valued. Right. What what we bring to the table is 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 something that's unfathomable. Unfathomable. When people see us, when people hear us, it's like, wow, who is that? What is that? So because they can't understand and they don't understand, it becomes they get jealous or they get envious. And that's a whole nother conversation. But my, my answer is no, absolutely not. And nor do I desire to be equal. There's no way you can tell me that we that's why I answered the question the way I did the question prior to this question. There's no way I can fight for what a Caucasian woman can fight for. I have no idea what she wants. I have no idea what her struggles are. And she has no idea what I'm going through and what I'm faced with day to day. Like I previously stated, I can't even wear my hair and, 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 and socially be accepted. It's, it's, you know, to have to fight to wear your hair in its natural state is something that I'll, I'll never understand. Like you want me to change how my hair literally grows out of my scalp and you determine that because of the kinkiness or because of the curl or because of the texture that is socially not acceptable, 
and then you want me to desire this equality that you ha- you make the rules about? I don't think so. I don't even think it's something that we should want as as anyone, as any woman. I just want to be able to be me. No, I'm not equal to a white woman. No, I don't bring to the table what a white woman brings or a Hispanic woman brings, but I bring me, and nor does she bring what I bring. So I think once we eradicate this this illusion of inclusion and we all just respect, hey, you are different, and I do not have what you have, but I'm equally as effective and as proficient. I think that's when we get to the meat and you know the meat and potatoes. That's when we get to really putting in the work and we get to a really good place with just acceptance. So that's my that's my answer to the question. Sorry if I got. No, I'm happy you went on that rant because that actually fueled the next question, honestly. And I'm going to pose this question to you because I feel that you're fired up. So me, Mm -hmm. when I look in the mirror, I see myself as an African-American female. You know what I mean? I see myself, once again, as an African-American female. I don't see separation. I'm not black one day. And then I'm a woman one day. You know what I'm saying? I'm a black woman. I'm an African-American woman, if that makes sense. So I can't separate the two. So I feel as though when we fight these feminist movements or, you know, uh, when we fight these this woman's movement or these feminist movements, sometimes we tend to separate the two. Um, When you look at yourself, do you ever separate the two? Uh, No, I probably would stand somewhere similar to you. Like, I don't. I, like I said, I can't fight for what a, a white woman is trying to fight for. She just doesn't face the issues that I face. And I don't face the issues that she faced. And I can't ignore it just, be, just because we're on, on a common ground regarding our womanhood that I'm still dealing with uh, modern-day racism. So there's no way that I can, for five minutes or ten minutes, okay, let's just focus on everyone being a woman and, Let's all fight for it. no, because we got we got to deal with the fact that like mm-hmm. racism. I mean, I can go on and on about how where how the government has created this whole we need welfare. They've they've made the black woman so dependent on welfare that we don't even think we can survive without it. And that's a that's a generalist statement. It's not, there's no statistics proving that. I haven't done any real research that can, that can you know, support that. But uh, I just I just think that, like I said, you know, our issues are different. And I think that, no, I can't separate being black from being a woman. And I think that being black and being a woman is different from being a woman. That makes so a like, lot of sense. So, like, you know, just... I think I should. I think as black women, I I think our fight is a little different. You know, it's just, everybody's is different. If that's if that's answering the question, I feel like I'm going in, in and out a little bit. Yeah, you were fading in and out a little bit. So stay still. I don't want you to lose service. I want you to stay on. Okay. Okay. All right, Asia, I'm going to propose the same question to you. So when I see myself, I see myself as an African-American woman. I I cannot separate the two. You know what I mean? So do you feel as though that you can separate the two, or do you feel as though we should just be fighting one fight as African-American females because we cannot separate the two? You know what I mean? So do you think that we should be fighting this woman uh, this woman movement's fight, this feminist fight or should we just be fighting the the um equal the fight for equality for all race if that makes sense <clears throat> i definitely agree um i i as a black woman or african-american woman 
I definitely cannot separate the two. And then I also wanted to commend, was that Hope or Indiana who just spoke? India, yeah, that was India. I'm sorry, India. Definitely I want to commend you for separating the difference between acceptance and equality. And I definitely do believe that we all should just accept that we are different and that, again, we are different from our, you know, other racial counterparts. But going back to your question, um, definitely I cannot, you know, separate the two, but it's, and it's because the way society puts both stigmas on us. So definitely you can't separate, you know, fighting for just being black or just being a woman. Um, it's, it's too totally, you know, it's, it's definitely something that you cannot separate. And then um, number two, um, I think we should be fighting again for the equality again of all races. And I'm just saying in a hopeful manner, not saying that it will ever come true or that it it is what it is today, but on a hopeful note, that's something that I still think that we all should be fighting for, which is equality of the race, not just, you know, um, being, being a woman or being black. I just think it should just be equality amongst throughout the whole board. So that's my, yeah. Awesome. I thank you, Asia, for that, that answer. That was a, that was definitely a dope answer. I agree with you on some points that you made as well. But India actually has to go, so I wanted her to give her opportunity to tell the people where they can find her, um, her social media, her websites, and things like that. Also, when her um, movie and her plays are coming up as well. So, India, definitely give yourself a shout-out um, before we move on to the conversation. Okay. First of all, Tamara, I just want to thank you for having me. I want to thank uh, both Asia and Hope for just being a part of the uh, conversation and actually uh, bringing different things to the to the forefront, uh, stating facts that I probably should have considered. Like I was, I was really enlightened, and I always appreciate that in the conversation. Like I never want to be the one ranting and raving. Um, the whole idea that uh, the separation of being black and being a woman. Like, I wasn't even really aware that I did. So I just thank you all for enlightening me and having me. And I'm an actress. Uh, I have a Facebook. I don't have Instagram because I just I find it really negative. So I do have a Facebook. My name is India, I-N-D-I-A, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, Cross. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm currently working on a film, January. Uh, it's called January, and I'm going to enter it in the Sundance Film Festival. So look out for that 2018. Definitely. Will. And, you know, just like I said, thanks for having me. Seriously, I, I wish you all the best. No, thank you, India, once again for supporting the Revive platform and coming on today and dropping some knowledge for us millennials out here because, like you said, it's important that we have these conversations within our within ourselves and also reaching out to the next generation um, that came before us and the generation that came after us because at the same time we need all of us, you know what I mean? The, it's power, it's so much power in communication. So once again, I just want to thank you for coming on and I wish you many blessings in your future endeavors and I hope you have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good night, too. You're welcome. Bye-bye. But, Hope, I do want to get to answer this question to you as well before we go on this commercial break. So, Hope, do you feel as though that you can separate yourself, you know, from being an African-American woman as well as just being a woman in general? Do you think that we should be fighting that one fight, or do you think, you know, um, us as African-American women, we should be fighting both fights? Hello? Hello? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. 
So I definitely think um, when you think of African-American women, we think of um, our history, our background, we are a strong people, just African-American women in general. So I definitely think um, that we are strong, smart enough, we're wise enough to, to move forward and, um, you know, you know, Hope hope you're kind of fading out. So um, you're kind of fading out a little bit. So we missed a little part of what you just said. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Much better now. Thank you. Okay. So um, I definitely think that I don't know how much of what you heard, um, what I just said, what you heard, but I definitely think that um, when you think of African-American women, we're strong, we're wise. Um, we can take the blues and, um, you know, we can change and, you know, we can have a great um, effectful change. So I think that we um, should definitely take part in um, in both the women's change and a change for African-Americans as a whole. If there was not, um, if we were to take us as a people, African-American, out of, you know, the women's movement, there would be no movement. And I can guarantee you there would be no movement because not only do we make it, but we you we contribute so much to it um, that it's the reason why it's successful today. So there aren't a lot of um, African-American females um, that I know have, that have contributed to the movement, the women's suffrage and all of that. But I know that the women's suffrage movement back in the 30s was built on the backs of African-American women. I know that for sure. So I don't think um, that we should be fighting just for change for African-Americans and only African-Americans. We need to be fighting for change for African-American females, white females, but, you know, all females together. And I think that we're strong enough. We're wise enough. We have so much to contribute to both different um, aisles that we can, you know, change um, in a great way and make change in a great way. So that's my that's what I think. And thank you for that, because you definitely just dropped some knowledge as well with that question. I do appreciate that answer. I mean, um, you definitely dropped some knowledge. But we are going to go to a commercial break. Um, We want both of you guys to hold on the line. I do have a a couple questions. I do want to finish the conversation right after the commercial break before we wrap up. Um, Once again, I want to thank everyone who is still listening and supporting this Revive platform. Um, You can tune in at timeforanawakening.com forward slash revive, or you can download the TuneIn app or go to TuneIn.com and just search Time for an Awakening, and you will hear me live, your girl POC. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Once again, we have we still have Asia and Hope on the line. They're dropping so much knowledge and jewels for us today. I do not want you guys to miss, so stay tuned to what's going on here at Revive. Thank you once again for supporting the platform. Raised you simply because times are so different. I will not raise my daughter differently than my mother raised me. The rearing I got from my mother, words cannot express. I could live in any time, I could live in any country, I could live on any planet, and I would be fine. What was the key? The key. What did your mother know? <sighs> what truth was coming through your mother that's mm. going to come through you to your daughter? My mother gave us aphorisms to learn as children. And the one that I, there are two that stand out foremost in my mind. One is the inner reality creates the outer form. I learned this when I was in grade school. I was very young. And the other is the universe bears no ill to me. I bear. You have to start with yourself. 
you know, you really do. Y you, there's something about there's something about being a mother and having a career and and uh, the way we're reared, the way women are reared. You see, men are fathers and they have their careers. Uh, men are fathers and they travel and do whatever they need to do. Men are fathers and they take jobs that take them away from their homes and their families. But for a woman to do this, it's like, oh, oh my God. You have to start with yourself and accept the circumstances of your life and accept them as your own. Accept them as your own creation. Accept them as your own karma. Accept them as your own truth, as your own work that you are given to do in this lifetime and deal with it from there and start with yourself. Start by taking time with yourself to just sit quietly in a day, to just be still and not let all the concepts and all the ideas and all the mental constructs wear you down. Okay. Again, I understand what you're saying. I would teach my daughter to look within herself first before career projections, before accepting ideologies and theories and philosophies of near and distant traditions, I would tell her to look within herself to discover her own truth and to live in the experience of constant awareness of we want full-fledged membership in the Black Panther Party. And none of that okay sugar, as long as you play the background getting my beer and rubbing my feet bullshit either. You dig? Yo, this is Stanford for your mind and your soul. Yo, after story I've never been told. Ladies, you got to demand what you want and what you want is respect, right? Yo, this is up on the track. I don't know if you it right. Freedom every time for the sisters. Watch this. And here we go now. Listen, if I'm poom poom rule, I be the ruler like Slick uh, uh, Rick. Uh -huh. Get with this quick witted the feet is wearing shit. Papa got a brand new bag. Mama got a brand new jag. A go tag. I ain't no old hat. I represent not only in the kitchen, in the bedroom, but also in the boardroom. So give me more room. Deny my opportunity. You in jeopardy. Know you set me free. Don't hinder me. Let me be. I'm fighting for freedom. I got the heat in case you need them. Uh, straight soldier. Ain't nobody told ya. Hold up on them lies. I know your games and your plans. Do whatever you can to oppress the man. But when it's time to drop the bar, bring the folk in the soul. You say you never met a sister so strong. You're wrong now. How can we be free? It takes you and it takes me to blend together in harmony and peace and love and all of the above. Sisters coming together representing one love. No disrespect, but we gotta get it together. No matter what the weather, sisters gotta stick together. And sisters be strong. Uh, don't let them steal your wrong. Hold on, cause sisters got it going on. Oh, yeah. Bring your mind on your soul. Don't make no dice, come take control. Cause you're young and I didn't play the role.
A bird is never more important than my people. I guess we didn't need him, so I took away his free. Because bring your mind and your soul. Don't make no dice, come take control. Because you're young and you play the role. Never been told. My spiritual awareness leads me to believe that your doubt in the sisters could come with the breeze. We've been together since Jack created border. The African border celebration is in order. Pop the cork and give champagne to the stork that brought the light to my mama in New York. African, I come again and again. You kick me down, I get back up. I'm coming back in multiples of ten. and embrace you and praise the mother God's coming to the light let it shine blackness is fire the blackness of your skin the blackness of your mind who I am and that's who I be and I don't give a damn if your eyes can't see if you can't see what, what I can't see that you're wrong baby I'm a woman who's black so back up back up cause it's on I'ma tell you strong what's wrong with the world that we're living on it ain't who you know it ain't what you drive it's about Welcome back to Revive. Once again, I want to thank everybody who is tuning into us today on Revive. Uh, we are live tweeting everything that is going on in this conversation right now. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at Revive underscore POC. Once again, that is Revive underscore POC. We still have Asia and Hope on the line dropping some knowledge for you listeners out here today. So make sure you guys tune in. Um, but Asia, before we get back into the conversation, I do want you to give yourself a shout out and tell the people where they can find you, your websites, your social media, and things like that. How can they find you and what you do? Awesome. So, um, you can find me on Instagram. My business page is Queen C Queens. That's two S. So Q U E E N S S E E Q U E E N S L L C on Instagram. Again, that's Queen C Queens LLC. My personal page for Instagram is underscore Aja W. That's A J A W. And you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Asia Waters, that's A-J-A, 
W-A-T-E-R-S. And finally, my Facebook page is Asia Waters. And for my women empowerment organization, it's QueenCQueensOnline.com. And once again, just tell the people where um, or what uh, Queen C Queens is about. Like reiterate exactly what your brand is and definitely why the people should get engaged, invest in your brand as well. Tell the people why they should. For sure. So, again, Queen C Queens is a women empowerment organization designed to educate, empower, inspire, and celebrate women to not only recognize the queen within themselves, but also the queens within other women. The reason why we have this platform is to kill the stigma amongst women of competition and to incorporate collaboration and understanding that we all have lights within ourselves. And when we step up and, you know, shine our light, we encourage other women to do the same. So with Queen C Queens essentially is a sisterhood and we help each other financially, um, personally, mentally, and we just have that space where women can ask questions and have those answered in a safe in, in a safe place. So again, Queen C Queens is definitely something as a woman that you want to be a part of. And we also have a live group chat that we talk about day-to-day things as women. And if you want to be a part of that, you could definitely send us an email at Queen C Queens LLC the number one at gmail.com. We're always looking to add more members to our group chat. Awesome. And let's just say if someone wants to donate or invest into your brand and your business, how would they be able to do so? Definitely. We um, have inquiries. Again, the email address, if you would like to donate to the brand, um, you can email us at LLC the number one at gmail.com. Um, that's for any business inquiries or any way to donate um, or want to keep up with Queen C Queen events and things of that sort. I definitely encourage everyone out there to donate and also invest into this black woman right here. She's out here trying to grind and create and bring literally plant a seed and watch it bloom. And we need to support, support, support our black owned businesses out here so we can continue to thrive. We need to support so we can thrive and have things for our, for ourselves, if that makes sense. And also for you, hope, how can the people find you? Where can the people find your, your websites if you have one, your social media accounts, and also just you know reiterate to the people who you are and what you do? Hope? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Sure. So I'm on Instagram um, and I'm on Facebook. Um, you can definitely follow me. Um, my Instagram is in love with hope underscore. And my Facebook is just H-O-P-E, my first name, Hope, and my last name, Foy, F as in Frank, O-Y. But um, I am an advocate for the community. I live in Southwest, and I work in West Philadelphia, um, and I work in the 191st Legislative District. Um, For anyone um, who is looking to get involved in the community, um, Representative McClinton, Joanna McClinton, um, who serves as a state rep, for the 191 district. Um, she's definitely involved in the community. Um, she has a heart and a passion for the community, as do so um, So do I. Um, and any um, type of social media outlets, you guys can definitely follow um, Rep McClinton's page at Rep McClinton. Um, it's on Facebook. Um, and also her Instagram is Minister Jojo Mac. So um, 
you guys are looking to get involved in the community community event, um, get some knowledge on what we are doing for the community, um, you can definitely follow those pages as well. Thank you. And I want you guys to also go support Hope. It's important that we understand that politics starts at the bottom, if that makes sense. Not saying that, you know, that her state representative is at the bottom, but we have to reach out to our local officials. That's how we get those laws passed that we're looking for. That's how we get, you know, to the presidency, if that makes sense. They're, those are the people who's talking for us. Those are the people who are representing us when, you know, mm-hmm, they are definitely. in office. So um, we as millennials, we need to understand that because we feel as though we only need to come out one time and vote, and that's when we're voting for, you know, um, the presidency. But at the same time, um, um, every two years, we're voting for our local representatives. Um, and hope is mm-hmm. this year coming up, 2018, is, is a voting year as well, correct? Yes. Definitely. Okay, so I'm definitely going to have you back on during that time to, you know, get these millennials out and vote because they do not understand how important their vote is. Um, yes, definitely. But, <laughs> so, I yeah. think what you were saying, if I could just chime in, what you were th- saying is definitely correct, and I should have said it before. It's all about grassroots and what um, – at your, um, you know, hand, able what you're able to reach. And a lot of people don't know, They, like you were saying, they reach for the president, they reach for the governor, but there are also, on a state level, there's government. So we have our state representatives, we have our city council members, we have our state senators um, who are in the community. They have offices, they have resources in the community where we live. Like I live, you know, around a corner, literally from where I work. Um, who, you know, are working for us. They are here for for us. Um, We elect them, we put them in office, and we want them to work. So we can definitely, we should definitely utilize, um, you know, their power. They pass legislation, they present legislation, so we can definitely utilize their power and to see a real change come about in our community, which we all want. And we need more youth. You know what I mean? I feel as though times is changing, so we need more youth in politics because the old ideas have to fade away in order for us to, mm-hmm. to, to succeed. So I appreciate you, and I thank you for wanting to be, you know, in, in that politics situation um, and speaking for us and advocating for us as millennials out there. So hope I definitely enjoy the work that you do, and I love that you're doing that work because we need more people out like you out there in the forefront advocating for, you know, us little people out here. So I definitely appreciate that. But to get back to the conversation, today is International Women's Day. And this one hashtag that just kept going around, you know, everyone was posting their flyers and their um, pictures being in marches and things like that. But this one hashtag that was going around is her voice is my voice. So, Hope, when you hear Mm -hmm. that, what's the the first thing that comes to your mind? When you hear that hashtag floating around all day, her voice is my voice, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Sure. So when I hear that, first thing that comes to my mind is like like I was saying before, the same struggles, even though I can't identify with them, the same struggles um, that my sister from, you know, um, down south in Texas that that's white or that's um, Chinese may face. Um, I have I'm, I'm able to empathize with her. And that struggle now becomes my struggle. You know, her emotions are now my emotions because she's hurting. And I see that. And I think that because we're women, we just can't, you know, um, see someone struggling and not have any type of emotions or feelings towards them. I think that um, because we we are made this way, we have hearts, we have emotions. Like I was saying before, um, we just can't see someone hurting or see a, a 
a certain race or a group of people hurting and not empathize with them and not have sympathy and compassion for them. So I think that her struggle is hashtag her struggle is my struggle is also um, just bring shedding a lot of light um, on what we should be doing or you know, how we feel um, towards another instance, even though it doesn't have anything to do with us, even though it's not affecting me right now in my situation, my life where I am, um, I can still empathize and I can still have compassion for her and help her raise awareness on um, the issues that she's facing. So that's what I think. That makes a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. What about you, Asian? When you hear this hashtag that's been uh, circling all day, her voice is my voice, um, what are your thoughts on that? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I definitely um, agree with everything that Hope says. Um, the first thing that I think about is, again, um, understanding and, and uh, bringing forth awareness. I think of awareness when I hear, you know, her voice is my voice. And, again, um, bringing awareness to some of the things that, you know, other women in different countries and different races go through that we may not go through. There's so many different um, issues, whether it be social, economic, you know, even health-wise. You know, there's so much going on in the world where, you know, there's women out there that um, being human trafficking and, you know, different um, stigmas that goes all around the world that, you know, a lot of people don't bring to the forefront. Um, but when we all come together, and, and again, with the hashtag, her voice is my voice, like um, piggybacking what Off Hope said, you know, understanding that, you know, we all may not go through something, but we all are going through something, if that makes sense. Like, I may not be going through you know, human trafficking, which is horrible, you know, but I'm I'm still going through, you know, being a black woman in America trying to make it, you know, and, and it's, you know, understanding that, you know what, the fact of the matter is, it's still issues, no matter how big, how small an issue is an issue, and that we all should recognize and empathize, you know, those issues. Okay. So I'm going to bring it back to um, the representation that we as African-Americans get, well, African-American women, we get at, on, you know, within the medium. So we have this big stigma or this big stereotype that just hangs over our head um, that's called uh, the African-American woman syndrome or the black woman syndrome, meaning we're too militant or we're too independent, the, the independent woman syndrome. You know what I mean? We're too independent. We're too militant. We want to do everything on our own. Do you feel that that's a problem or do you think that that's a barrier or a stigma that we should break? I'm talking to you, Asia. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um. <clears throat> There's a book called The Woman Code by Sophia Nelson, um, and she talks about that in her book, you know, trying to, you know, break the stigma of I'm a black independent woman. I don't need nobody. I don't need anything. That alone right there, that message, it has an underlying message saying that, you know what, you know, we do need, we do love. And it, and that militant thing, that is uh what is smoke behind mirrors we're women at the end of the day we're emotional creatures and we all need love and i think that that stigma has been instilled upon us based off how society has treated us amongst the years and throughout history where we've been through so much that you know 
by default, we transformed into that because we had to be. We we didn't have no choice but to be, quote-unquote, militant or, quote-unquote, independent. That's how we had to be in order to survive. Now, um, I definitely think we need to break that stigma because there's so much that goes on um, with, you know, putting that, that stereotype on women that, oh, we're independent, we don't need love, we don't need a man. Or, no, we need love and we need that, and that's what causes a lot of, you know, internal issues, whether it be mental illness, whether it be depression, stress, you know, so much that, you know, we carry already as being women, but being a black woman, it just carries so much weight. And that's why we, you know, appeal or appear to the rest of the world as angry because nobody is trying to unlayer what the real underlying message is, and that is we all need love, no matter how independent, no matter, you know, what the circumstances, you know, we are women at the end of the day, and women are, you know, emotional, and we need that. That's who we are. That's a part of our genetic makeup. We need that emotion. So I definitely think, to answer your question, that that barrier definitely needs to be broken because, again, you know, we all are you know, women that, you know, hurt, we love, we cry, we, we, we are vulnerable, you know, we could be dependable, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I definitely think we should break that stigma. Thank you. I love that answer to that question. I definitely love that. You, you, you dropped a lot of knowledge and you filled a lot of gaps that people necessarily wasn't thinking of. You know what I mean? Like you, you gave them a different perspective or a different outlook of how to think when it came to that answer. So I definitely thank you for that. Hope, what about you? Do you, do you feel as though that that, that cycle that keeps, you know, on top of our head, dangling over top of our head that, you know, I feel as though media as well as, you know, is putting the stigma on us as well as being too militant or being too independent, having this black woman independent syndrome. What about you? Do you think that that's something that should be broken or you think that that, you know, that it's okay to have that kind of syndrome or to be, to be so independent? I think um, that first of all, like I was saying, I'm going to keep saying the same thing. Um, We're a very strong uh, people group um we know what we want and we go after what we want and how people have portrayed us since you know our inception um that's just how they portray us that's not to say that's who we are and who the people who know us know that you know that's who we are that's just how we're portrayed and I don't think that that's ever stopped us from you know moving forward and having um true change the fact that we're we're you know black big black and uh you know we're loud and we're we're very militant and we go after what we want that's just who who they you know say that we are and tell you the truth not saying that everything is correct that i just said that's if we're if we're portrayed in that manner and we we have you know um progressed this much in history then they can keep portraying us like that now i will say that how media such as, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, you know, network names, such as, you know, different TV networks are portraying black women now um, when when they get money and what they do with the money and, you know, how we, um, you know, argue and, you know, fight one another. I don't think that that's um, who we are historically, but I think the fact that, you know, we we go after what we want, we make things happen, and just how the, how the media portrays us is just that. I think that we should stay um stay true to who we are stay steadfast to um our our um our grandmothers taught us to be and how they showed us to be and lived a life before us um that was strong 
that was independent, um, that was a provider. I think that we need to keep that tradition going, but I don't think that we need to um, think about or incorporate what others think about the, us or what the media says about us into defining who we truly are, if that answers the question. That does answer the question. It actually gets me thinking as well, Hope, because when you, when you uh, touched on points like different um, media outlets, I'm going to name a few. Uh, you have Love and Hip Hop. You have Basketball Wives. I'm even going to break it down to the everyday sitcom, which is like something like a scandal or how to get away with a murder. We're represent we're represented as, you know, um, people who cheat, people who are monogamous, people who are having sex for money, people who have big boobs and a lot of ass, if that makes sense. And I feel as though that brings on these different stereotypes because that's what the world sees. Everyone is tuning into us on these channels and saying, yo, that that's the ideal, you know, African-American woman. And for you to say that, that definitely just, you know, brought so many different thoughts to my head. Like, we we it's on us it's literally on us as african-american women to take a stand and say hey if you want me to play in your movie or you want me to play in your tv show i don't have to show my boobs i don't have to show my butt i don't even have to scream and yell or be loud i can be an actor or i can be an actor you know what i'm saying so it, it's, yeah. it's really on us to step up and say hey that that's just not something that i'm going to do in order to get you know your movie role or something or your tv role so i thank you for that answer because you definitely um gave me some some thoughts there but to answer this is my last question because we do have to go so my last question is to both of you i'm going to start with you hope is when it comes down to um these women movements and feminist movements as well but then we talked about race racial equality so would you think it would be absurd let's just say if men if african-american men now want to start a men's movement or they want to start you know a men's equality day or men's national day or something of that nature do you think that they have the right or the even the reason to do that um do you think that that will be something yeah definitely um if you look at, you know, history, I'm a big um, history buff. If you look at the Million Man March, um, the March to Washington, um, they stood for something. They, you know, projected this this vision and this, this stand um, that said that we are very serious. Um, we want to be taken serious. We are human beings. Um, and, you know, they just wanted to be a part of society. And I think that that not only does that, it did just happen again um, last summer. Um, but I think if it was to happen again, um, that it would be taken very serious, um, the Million Man March. Um, I think that um, not only black men, I think that any other race and any other social group could do it except for our white male counterparts because they're just running things right now, to be honest. If I was completely honest, and I'm ashamed to say that any other race could do a march, they can do a, a stand for justice except for um, the white male counterparts. And that's just that's just what it is right now because they are the majority. It's their world. Um, and they, are, they, they influence every sector in our world right now. But I think that if African-American men move forward and, you know, develop the uh, you know, a social justice program or anything like that. There are many out there and developed, a, you know, a walk for peace for, for you know, for justice again. Um, they would have an effectful change um, and I definitely encourage it um, and I would definitely love to support it. Thank you for the answer because I agree with you on that same that same rebuttal because it's definitely a white man's world so I don't know what you guys are fighting for. And then, you know, the poor white man, if that makes sense, they have the same problems that we have but they're still 
talking or speaking as if they're you know in that one percent class so i i really don't understand what the white man has to fight for right now and in today's society i'm not sure you know maybe in five years but right now i definitely agree with what you just said about that um asia what about you do you think that you know um it would be absurd if men just jump in and say hey we want a, a men's national day um we we want to start a movement of our own where it's recognized uh, you know, internationally across the world. Do you think that that would be something that is absurd to, to even think of? I think hope was in my thoughts because I was, that was definitely um, something I was going to bring up about the Million Man's March. And there were so many other marches, um, you know, specifically back in the day where, you know, it was specifically for black men. And I do not think it's absurd. And I think that, you know, oh my God, just imagine having a, millennial black men's march for our young men and 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 just basically sticking up and standing up for all of the you know violence and 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 killings of the a lot of millennial men have been you know killed recently and um i think that would be amazing and to answer your question no i don't think it's absurd i think it's definitely necessary and i do challenge if we have any listeners on the call that are black men you know, to step up and to unify, you know, organize and, 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 and do it on more on a consistent basis, you know, because we have them. And I think that, you know, sometimes we, you know, organize and, and, and do these protests when something, you know, tragic happens. But in the meantime, you know, we should always be organizing and, and, and getting together and, 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 you know, doing it just because. You know, it don't necessarily have to be, oh, someone just got shot for no apparent reason, let's protest. I think that we should be consistently, you know, protesting and consistently organizing and consistently having groups and forums and platforms where black men can be heard and and, and seen in a positive light. So definitely I think that's something that should be um, in the works or someone should definitely um, start. I agree with you. I definitely, definitely agree with you because um, if you think about it, men are the head of the household, you know what I mean? Or men are supposed to be the head of the household. So if they can start something and we can help them succeed because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to nurture and take care of the man. Not saying, you know, we're supposed to be house a housewife or anything like that, but I feel as though we can nurture our men to become, or um, nurture our boys to become men we would have so much more success as african americans in like in a like literally whole we will be whole and cuz even when it comes down to different fights as african americans we are sometimes not even on the same page so i definitely agree with you on that one i do wish and i do hope and i want you know um some millennial youth african-american boys who are becoming men to definitely step up and take on that reign because we need a we need we're i'm calling for the next martin luther king you know what i mean asia like we need someone like a martin luther king to step up he was a boy when he first started you know what i mean he, he grew into a man and he changed the world you know prior to his assassination he was changing the world so i definitely agree with you on that but that is that is um the end of the conversation that is definitely 
AJ, I really appreciate you and everything that you brought today um, to the Revive platform, from knowledge to different topics, even from dropping bombs when you drop the books. <laughs> I'm like, yo, AJ is where it's at. So I appreciate you, and I thank you again for supporting the platform. Um, just one more last time to reiterate so the people can know where to find you and definitely support your black-owned business. Can you run that down for us one more time? Absolutely, absolutely. So personal page, if you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram, underscore A-J-A-W. Again, that's underscore A-J-A-W. My personal Twitter page is underscore A-J-A-W-A-T-E-R-S. That's underscore Asia Waters. To transition over to the business aspect, you can follow my business page at Queen C Queens, LLC. That's Q-U-E-E-N-S. S-E-E-Q-U-E-E-N-S-L-L-C. Also, Facebook.com forward slash Queen C Queens LLC. Um, to donate um, or to, um, you know, have any business inquiries, you can email me at Queen C Queens LLC, the number one, at gmail.com. And my website is Queen C Queens LLC online.com. I look forward to hearing from each and every person. And thank you again, Tamara and the whole revised team for reaching out to me. This was amazing. I thank you for coming on and once again supporting the platform because I'm definitely going to support you and your business and I encourage everyone out there listening to support this black woman, this entrepreneur right here because she's definitely doing her thing um, in the city of Philadelphia. So make sure you stay tuned to Asia because she's going to be doing big things. And I just want to say thank you once again and I hope you have a great week and I wish you many blessings in your future endeavors as well. Thank you so much. No, no doubt, no doubt. And Hope, once again, before um, I let you go as well, um, I definitely want you to give a shout-out to yourself once again, let the people know where they can find you, also where they can find um, your state rep as well, and how they can um, start getting in the grassroots and understanding what's going on in their city in Philadelphia. Um, so please let the people know. Sure. So once again, um, my name is Hope Foy, and I serve as the Executive Secretary executive assistant to um, our state representative in the 191st legislative district, which um, composes of West parts of West Philadelphia, Southwest Philadelphia, and both Yaden and Darby boroughs. Um, we are located right there on 60th and Ludlow. Um, and I am on Facebook, Instagram, and even on Twitter at Instagram and Twitter at in love with hope and Facebook, um, Hope Foy, um, Representative McClinton's Facebook page is at Rep McClinton, just to keep you in the loop with any community initiatives um, and strides that we um, are up, up and coming in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity, um, for being able to talk to you guys on this um, awesome radio station. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you once again, Hope, for coming on. I really do encourage the people as well to go out there and support you and also your state rep and get involved. Get involved because the city of Philadelphia needs more youth involved. So definitely um, I encourage you, Hope, to continue to do what you're doing out here because you're making me happy. So I know you're making everyone else around you happy for the work mm -hmm. that you are doing in the city. Um, so I just want to thank you once again for coming on the platform and supporting. And I'm going to continue to support you as well. You're welcome to come back on any time. Um, and I just want to say thank you. I hope you have a great weekend. And I wish you many blessings in your future endeavors as well. Thank you once again. Thank you. You have a good week too. You too. So that wraps up another episode of Revive. I just want to thank everyone who tuned in today, listening to the conversation we were having. 
the conversation once again was entitled it's a woman's world and i feel like we touched on a lot of key points to help everyone understand out there that yes it is a woman's world even though it's a white man's world we as women we run this world we run it we just have to understand that we really just have to do our research and understand what we can really do if we put our minds to it. Um, also, I just want to shout out once again to International Women's Day. Shout out to everyone who supported. Shout out to everyone who had, you know, topics, concerns, and everyone who talked about it as well, who sparked conversation. Because once again, it's so much power in communication. And until we understand that, we're going to continue to lose and we're going to continue to lack in knowledge because you learn so much from just having conversations. If you haven't understood what I'm trying to do here on Revive, we're trying to have conversations conversations because I do believe that the power lies within my words and I feel as though the more conversations we have the more we can educate and re-educate because that is very important especially in today's society um once again you can follow me at revive underscore poc once again that is revive underscore poc the telephone number to call in whenever you do have questions comments or concerns we are we want you to call in we want you to call in we are encouraging you guys to call in and comment the telephone number is 215 Four nine zero ninety eight thirty two. Once again, it's two one five four nine zero ninety eight thirty two. I want to thank once again my Revive team for always doing an amazing job every week to make sure that this Revive platform stays as great as it should be every day, every day, every day. They put in so much hard work for me, for the brand, to make sure that we get things done. So big shout out to. Harmony the Goddess and also True Heart for always holding it down in the studio as well is much appreciated because I could not do it without you guys. So I'm always going to give you guys a huge shout out to say thank you, thank you, thank you because literally you are my backbones right now. <laughs> you guys are holding me down. So we'll be actually, and I do have to also make a PSA announcement. I am not going to be on the air this Sunday because Revive is going international. I am not going to be on the air March this Sunday, March the 12th, because Revive is going international. I'm actually going to Jamaica tomorrow to do some work for them. I'm going to speak to their youth. I'm going into some of their schools, into some of their community centers in, in Jamaica to explain to them how powerful communication is as well. We will be brought, our next broadcast will be live Wednesday the 15th in Jamaica, you guys, in Jamaica. I'm so excited. Um, I really feel that the work that I'm about to do out there um, is going to impact so many different youth in that country, and I'm extremely excited to go out there and, you know, be me be your girl poc and do what i have to do to once again inspire educate drop knowledge drop some wisdom because i believe in saving the youth and once again shout out to chance the rapper for saving the youth and putting in a million dollars into the public schools in chicago i think that that was amazing but once again revive will not be airing this sunday march 12th we, we are going to play back as another show just for you guys to hear, um, to reiterate what we are trying to do on this platform. So we still are going to be broadcasting a show. It might not be live, but we are still broadcasting a show. So I do want you guys to tune in on Sunday from 11 to 1 because you still will hear my voice on Time for Awakenings Radio. Um, it's just going to be a different show. But we will be back live on Wednesday, March 15th, live in Jamaica. You guys, you 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 don't want to miss that show. Trust me, you do not want to miss that show. I'm going to have so much for you guys. Trust me, I'm going to have a jam-packed show for you guys on the 15th of March. So I just want to say uh, thank you once again. You know me. I'm going to keep thanking, thanking, thanking. I'm a thankful person and a grateful person because... I, 
I don't know what I will be able. I don't know where I will be if it wasn't for you guys and the support that I have behind me. Um, so I just want to say thank you. I hope you all have a great week. I will see you and speak to you in another week as well. Follow me on Twitter at Revive underscore POC. I'm going to be blogging my entire journey out there in Jamaica. Um, I'm going to literally tweet word from word whatever I'm doing out there to keep you guys in the loop of what's going on. Um, so once again, you know what time it is, your girl POC. Thank you once again. Have a great week, you guys. Shit I'm not creative enough to make up. I told my roommate sophomore year that my first boyfriend did time. She shook her pretty blonde head and replied, damn, black men. My first boyfriend was white. Sophomore year, when my white girlfriend was accused of stealing the Adderall from her sweet mate's desk, instead of admitting to her own thievery, she brought my name up. Adderall sniffing me. One black girl in the room, me. So, Ma, like, what are you? Black. I know, but like, what kind? Regular black. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I mean, I could definitely see Panamanian or Honduran black, especially with all them piercings you got. Man, too many years my senior breathes into my ear. You gotta stop being so black woman militant all the time, sugar. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be sweet sometimes. Ayo! Ayo, light skin! I walk into the club. This man proceeds to flatter me. So what nationality are you? Black. Oh, well, you're still pretty. No, I don't believe you or your curly hair. I know how to find out. Show me your nipples. Are they brown or pink? Shit I'm not creative enough to make up or a series of unrelated events in Harlem. You know she go to Yale. At Yale. You know she from Harlem. Bump a little way. Bump a little way with the windows down. Our girl decides she wants to roll past Ty Brickhouse's place. He peers into the front seat full of fear and she soothes him. Don't worry. They act white. Oh, wow. You look just like Naomi Campbell. Elle Varner. Shakira. Esperanza Spalding. Zoe Saldana. Nope, a black Angelina Jolie. Rihanna. I'm just confused since these women look nothing alike. <laughs> oh my God, you're named Zora. You're named for. Wait um, for it, wait um, for it. Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Her name is Zora. That's Zoe. Oh. You kind of look like her too. Shit, I'm not creative enough to make up or a series of unrelated events. Or every time someone tries to tell me it's not about race. I tried to join a Christian dating site. The rules were as follows. One, no half-nude photos. Two, no cursing. Three, no Ebonics. But it's not about race. I don't have a preference. He talks with his hands in his tailored gray suit. I just don't want to date black. The word woman snags in his throat. But, but it's, it's not, not about, about race. My white friend defends herself, saying, Well, black men are more likely to rob you. Well, white men are more likely to rape you. But I'm not a... <laughs> but I'm not afraid of your father. I guess it's not about race. 
Young black man, face down and handcuffed, shot in the back by a BART officer. But it's not about race. Young black man shot 50 times in the chest on the morning before his wedding. But But it's it's not not about race. Black woman shots fire warning to ward off abusive husband. Receives 20 years in prison. Stand your ground does not apply. But But it's it's not about race. Teenage boy stalked and shot in the heart by random vigilante. Vigilante found not guilty. But But it's it's not about race. Maybe it starts out funny. The first time. The The second second time. time. But you can only laugh so much before the novelty wears off. These stories aren't novel. This skin won't wear. Have lots of inf- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.